Hey, listeners, if you are thinking about divorce and concerned about your children, please go to my online parenting plan course. It will help you plan how you're going to parent through divorce and beyond. And I promise you, it will keep conflicts from erupting in the future while keeping you centered on your children. Check it out at lisakoski.com. So when you can regulate your body and get yourself, because what happens is, and for so many of my clients and probably so many of your listeners, if you're in an unhappy marriage or if you were in the process of divorce, or maybe you're already divorced, you have been living in fight, flight, or freeze for a very, very, very long time. And we're not meant to be in that state for long periods of time. It's meant to like be quick right? To get you out Mm -hmm. of quote danger and then go back to calm and, you know, peacefulness. But we're in this jacked up state that becomes our normal and it's not normal. It causes stress and pressure constriction, and it leads to dis-ease, right? You're not at Mm -hmm. ease and flow, which Mm -hmm. then leads to a lot of physical ailments, not just, you know, mental ailments, not just stress and depression and sadness. It also actually physically affects your body. Welcome to Doing Divorce Different. Join family law attorney turned mediator, Lisa Kosky, for candid conversations on how to alleviate the fear of divorce and how to heal through empowerment. Now, your host, Lisa Kosky. Welcome, listeners. I'm so thrilled to have you here today, and I'm so thankful for my guest. I'm really looking forward to getting to know her as you get to know her because I feel like she might be my soul sister. She's got a very similar background to myself. This is what I'm nervous about saying the name. It looks so simple to me. It looked like Sherry, but I have to use a New York A. So it's Sherry. Sherry, say your name. Sherry. <laughs> Sherry. Yeah, you got it. Friedman <laughs> is here with me. And she's a lovely divorce coach whose background is like mine. I'm an attorney turned mediator. She worked in collaborative law and now she's helping. She's a relationship coach, a divorce coach and a women's empowerment coach. And so I love having people on that are helping women, especially feel empowered and feel like divorce can be an opportunity if that is the route that they take. So I'm looking forward to learning more about mind magic and the things that Sherry does when she works with clients. So listeners, you know, here we go. Here she is. And Sherry, can you please just share your story as to what led you to do this work? Sure. Thank you. Thank you so much. So as you mentioned, I started my career as a divorce attorney. I practiced family law for many, many years. I've actually been a lawyer for 30 years. Did not practice for all of those years, but I've been in divorce for more than half my life, which is kind of crazy. And so there was a period in time where I kind of took a step back from actively practicing. I wrote a legal blog. I did some contract work. And then when my oldest was getting ready to go off to college, kind of reassessing who I am and what I want to do. Do I want to return to the practice of law or do I want to do something else? And I discovered coaching. I fell in love with the idea of coaching and went through a pretty intensive certification and just knew that this was what I was meant to do. I love that. I love that because I think that sending that those kiddos off to college 
that that was a huge moment in my life, a huge change, a huge shift in really getting to know myself. And I too have been certified just recently as a coach. So I do a little coaching myself, but I want to hear a little bit about your coaching. And do you, can I ask, do you have background besides being a divorce attorney? Were you a child of divorce? Did you go through something yourself? So actually, no, which surprises a lot of people. A lot of coaches, especially divorce coaches, not a lot of coaches, but divorce coaches in particular have experienced divorce. I have not experienced divorce personally, but what I have done is experienced divorce through my clients. So I have Mm -hmm. a greater perspective and a more objective view of the process, which I think makes me unique in how I approach my coaching practice. I am so with you. And do you want to know what? I've been married for 32 years and I have the exact same story as you. And, you know, I think I felt like for a while, like, do I have to apologize for this? But in reality, you know, there's doctors that cure things that they haven't had. And I, like you, just found, just globbed on to helping people sort through the messes of their divorce and they became my people and the people that I wanted to help. And I feel like I love your perspective on that because all the work that you've done through those divorces has given you so much information that you can help women with their mindset. And sometimes you can give a little practical information too. I think it's, I think it's a gift. So I love that. And I didn't know that I was a little bit afraid to ask. So wow, thank you. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, and that's exactly it. I think the the combination of the mindset and the body connection, which is a really important piece that okay. hopefully we will talk about because all the mindset work in the world isn't going to work if your body is not in sync, right? If there's if you don't feel safe inside your body to change, change is not going to happen. You might get a little bit and then it's why people take two steps forward, three steps back. It's why mm-hmm. people get stuck in that that loop of, you know, should I stay? Should I go? Yeah. Did I make the right decision? Didn't I make the right decision? And what I empower women to do is to take ownership of their decisions, to take radical personal responsibility of the choices you're making, whether it turns out the way you had thought it would or not. Because when you take radical personal responsibility, when you know that you are doing this with eyes wide open, that it is a heart-centered decision and not a fear-based decision, there's no regret. When you rely on other people, when you rely on your lawyer, your family members, your friends to tell you what to do because you're too afraid to make that decision, there's usually a lot of regret because it's, oh, right? What is shoulda, coulda? I shouldn't have listened to them. I should have trusted myself. Why didn't I trust myself? And then we go into that beating ourselves up and I'm not enough. And it leads you down that rabbit hole of I'm not worthy. I'm not enough. It spills into a whole area of low vibrational energy that keeps you from living your best life. Amen. And I want people to suffer less. And what you're saying is so in line with what my coach tells me, like, you know, what decide what you want to do that. But the thing is, is you want to feel confident about that decision. And so let's talk about if some of the listeners are out there and they're, I don't really know if I should go. Okay. And I want to first talk, I talk a lot about being mindful and I know where I'm going to learn today and become better. 
when we talk about that body connection. So I definitely want to talk about that because I haven't really talked about that before. I talked about the mindful stuff, but can you start with that woman who's trying to decide, should I stay or should I go? How do they come to that conclusion? You said, don't do it out of fear, base it on your your heart, your gut. And I know they can contact you for coaching, probably would be a great time. But what about if they can't do that and they're you know, going through this right now, what can they do to get their mind right? So one thing is to regulate your nervous system. Is this a good time to kind of go there and talk about that? Okay, so we're talking about the body connection now. Yes. Yeah, let's talk about that. So when you can regulate your body and get yourself, because what happens is, and for so many of my clients and probably so many of your listeners, if you're in an unhappy marriage or if you were in the process of divorce or maybe you're already divorced, you have been living in fight, flight, or freeze for a very, very, very long time. And we're not meant to be in that state for long periods of time. It's meant to like be quick, right? To get you out Mm -hmm. of quote danger and then go back to calm and, you know, peacefulness. But we're in this jacked up state that becomes our normal and it's not normal. It causes stress and pressure constriction, and it leads to dis-ease, right? You're not at Mm -hmm. ease and flow, which Mm -hmm. then leads to a lot of physical ailments, not just, you know, mental ailments, not just stress and depression and sadness. It also actually physically affects your body. You know, it's interesting that you say that because I think I lived there. When you explain that woman, I was that woman, you know, probably in my 30s, 20s, 30s, early 40s, I was in a state of you know, just anxiety and stress all the time, trying to do all the things. And I had a lot of inflammation. Mm -hmm. And so interesting that you're saying that. And now I don't. Yeah. So interesting, right? Mm -hmm. And so when you can create that calm in your system, it helps to be able to think more clearly. It helps you to be able to have perspective. It gives you that ability. How I like to explain it is when you are in the thick of it and you're not seeing clearly, you're in the dark basement, right? No windows, it's myopic. You can only see what's like right in front of you. And what I help clients do is to go to the rooftop, 360 degree view, perspective, options, hope, love. It all lives up there on the rooftop. But for some, you can't always go to the rooftop, right? And we don't bypass our feelings. We don't do this toxic positivity bypass. That's a non-starter. You have to feel your feeling. Thank you for saying that. Yes, because I think that can be confusing where sometimes you think, oh, I've got this Sabotor thought. I've got to just jump from it and go. But you do have to feel it. You have to feel it. Mm -hmm. And sometimes just going to the ground floor is enough, right? We go to the ground floor. There's a little bit of light, a little bit of hope. It's peaceful there. It's quiet. That's where a lot of my clients tend to live during the divorce process because going okay. up to that rooftop, yep, it's too much of a leap if you've been thank in the basement. Thank you for saying that. Yep. Thank you for saying that because it is. And so maybe have a little empathy for yourself and know, hey, I'm doing okay. I'm here right now. Absolutely. And so that's what I help clients do is to learn to love themselves. This is the, the key to all of it is you have to learn to love and accept yourself, forgive yourself, learn to date yourself, right? Before Mm -hmm. you start moving on to other relationships, because if you don't, that statistic, right? Second and third marriages that end in divorce 
is something like, don't quote me, I don't know the exact quote. I think it's like 62 and 73%, something like that. And And it's because I'm convinced it's because what happens is we're looking for healing in other people outside of us. We're looking for someone else to fix us. When in fact, you don't need to be fixed. You need to figure out what's causing your unhappiness in the first place. Be really solid with yourself, love yourself, and then you go and love someone else. Right. And I think, you know, for me, in able to use that better part of my brain, sometimes I call it the prodigy brain. So if I'm sitting there trying to make a big decision, you know, I'm all over the place. Maybe I take some, do some deep breathing. Maybe I do something like that. And then it seems like my head clears a little. And then I find that journaling. I start writing. So you tell me if that you think that's helpful to people. Absolutely. Absolutely. There's there's many different ways to regulate your nervous system. Breathing, which I would like to go into in a little bit more detail. Journaling is another great way. Screaming, crying, punching a pillow. And I teach my clients how to do this in a healthy way. Yeah. Because there are certain things you have to do, like to protect your vocal cords, like you can scream in in an intentional way to release, but it's all about releasing. And we do this so that it doesn't come out at the most inopportune times, right? In the middle of a mediation, in the middle of a communication with your parent, in the courtroom, right? If you're regulated, those emotions have been released. So they don't erupt like a volcano unexpectedly. Okay. I want you to talk about the breathing. You said you wanted to talk a little bit more about that. So let's, because this is giving them, if you're going through this right now, you can stop, you can take a breath. Absolutely. This is like this tool. You don't need any money. You Mm -hmm. don't need any extra things. All it requires is you and a little bit of time. And so what, what you would do is you put your hand on your heart Okay. You can close your eyes if you feel comfortable. If you don't feel comfortable, you kind of hood them just like gaze down. Mm -hmm. And what we're going to do is it's called box breathing. There's Mm -hmm. many, many different ways to breathe, but this is the one of the easiest ones. So it's four, 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 four. That's why it's a box, right? Four, 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 four. And so you're going to breathe in for four, for a count of four, hold for a count of four, release for a count of four, and breathe normally for a count of four. And then what I add in is you repeat to yourself, I am okay, I am loved, I am safe. And then you repeat that at least four times or until you feel dropped in and grounded. And it just gives you that like, ah, yeah. And you can, so if you're feeling like you're starting to spin out, if you're feeling jacked up, if you're feeling like, oh my God, I don't know what to do. And you're starting to spin and swirl, you can catch yourself and drop into that breathing and it activates the vagus nerve which brings you from that sympathetic jacked up state into the parasympathetic calm state. And then you can make decisions from that prefrontal cortex, right? From your thinking brain, as opposed to your fear brain. I love that so much. And I've, I've been starting to do this a little bit more. And then what I find that I run into is I don't trust the decision later on when I'm back in the whirlwind and I go... Maybe I did, you know, and you start going, maybe that, maybe I shouldn't have done that. Maybe. And then I have to stop. And sometimes I, when I make the decision, I will write down when I'm in that state, I'll write down the reasons why in that decision. And sometimes because we are human and those things, those noises in my head come back, I have to go back and look and say, wait a minute, this is why I'm doing it. Is that something that you find helpful for your 
Oh, absolutely. And we are human and fear never goes away. There's no such thing as fearlessness. If we were fearless, we'd be dead, right? (laughs) Right. Because when we see the shark, right, our helpful fear, when we see the shark in the water, if we were fearless, we'd go in anyway. Yeah. If we were fearless and we saw the dark shadowy figure on the corner, instead of turning and going the other way, you'd walk down that block, right? Fear is a protector. It is helpful Mm -hmm. in those dangerous situations. When fear is unhelpful is when it's keeping you from doing something that you actually know you want to do and need to do, but you're too, it's uncomfortable. It's out of your zone of familiarity and it keeps you stuck, right? That's when it's unhelpful. Have you found, because when you're talking about this, that, that is the woman that I was, did you go through that, you know, yourself? Did you? Yes. Yes. So you mentioned at the beginning, you know, you wanted to know a little bit more about mind magic. And so mind magic is a framework that I went through as a student with my coach who created this framework that is magical. And it is now something that I am certified in because when I learned about mind magic and when I went through mind magic as a student, I knew that this was what my clients need. I didn't really think I needed it, to be honest, until I did it. And I was like, holy crap. I need this too. Yes. I use the work that I teach. I don't just teach it. I mm-hmm. live it. I breathe it. I do it every single day. And I have up-leveled and up-leveled and up-leveled. And every time I do, I have to go back and rework the work because mm-hmm. it's a change. It's something different. It's so unfamiliar to my system that my system wants to pull me back into my old programming. So this is what I teach and what I, how I coach my clients also using my legal knowledge and wisdom and expertise without giving legal advice. And then on top of that, they have all of these practices and tools that are rooted in thought work and the mind body connection and some spirituality to really make it a, a holistic approach Mm -hmm. to the process. Can you share a little bit more about the mind magic and what, what it entails a little bit? Yeah, sure. So we do visualizations. One of my favorite things is to, I walk my clients through, especially if you're working with me in my group, which is called Liberated, featuring the Mind Magic Framework. And one of the first things we do in one of the, in the very beginning is we meet our 85 year old self. I take them on a visualization and we go and we meet our 85 year old selves. And so much happens. We learn so much when we are able to actually just go and listen to our inner wisdom. So that's one of the things that we do. And then we write our one-year vision as though it's already happened. So we write a letter to ourselves from the future. And then we back into that, right? How does that woman feel? How does that woman in your vision, how does she feel? Mm -hmm. And those become your guiding life feelings. Mm -hmm. And then you start to embody those feelings right now, even though you're not her yet. Yes. So that you can become her. Yep. That's just a little bit. I mean, we do so many things. I help with fear. There's a whole module that we work on the different ways to dance with fear. Because like I said before, fear doesn't go away. We have to learn to love our fear and bring it with us. So that's interesting that you said that. Learn to love your fear because it popped into my head when you said dance with fear. I'm like, I don't know if I can ever like my fear. You have to love your fear. You have to love it. if you don't love your fear, it's going to sabotage you, right? It's going to prevent you from doing what you need to do. We don't want to push through it. Like sometimes we think, oh, we're just going to push through. We're just going to like pretend we don't feel what we feel and just push through. But when we do that and we get to the other side, we're not feeling the way we want to feel. When you love your fear, it's there. And you're like, hello, fear. 
I see you mm-hmm. there. I know you're there to protect me. And I want to thank you for protecting me all those years when I needed you, but I don't need the protection right now. So we're going to do this thing and you're going to come along with us, right? right. You're going to come along with me. You can sit next to me, but you're not driving. I'm driving. That's how you take okay. your power back. I love that. That's so good. And yeah, I mean, I just, I can visualize doing that and I can even visualize, even if it's uncomfortable, it doesn't mean that I don't love it, right? Because some uncomfortable things are the biggest, greatest gift. Yeah. So maybe I can start looking as some of my fears as this is a gift because I can stop and I can know that I'm, I can learn how to deal with it. And I can really move forward in the way that my heart wants me to. Absolutely. That's in fact, that's your signal, right? That, oh, this is something I need to do because if it's not uncomfortable, you're not growing. If it was comfortable, you'd already be there. You know, and that's the thing. It's hard. Like uncomfortable is hard, even if it makes sense. You know, like I was explaining in one of my podcasts that I've been trying to take, find out who I am and what I love. And one night I told my husband, I don't want to watch a show. I just want to read my book. Oh, I felt so uncomfortable because he wanted to watch a show. And so he was a little grumpy about it. And we went to bed and I didn't sleep and I felt worried and I hated that uncomfortableness. But in the end, look at the gift that it gave me, right? So it doesn't feel good, but it's getting me to where I will start to feel better and will be true to what I really do like and don't like and want and don't want. Absolutely. It's being comfortable being uncomfortable. And we don't like to be uncomfortable. No. Right? I mean so, in, in food choices, absolutely. in exercise. Yeah. But if you're not, again, you're not growing. Mm-hmm. Because everything we want is in the unknown. Mm-hmm. And if we're not willing to go there, then you have to be okay just staying where you are. Which for some people is okay. But you have to do that knowingly. So this this whole right. mind magic, it's Once your eyes are open, it's conscious choices. So, so many of us are living unconscious, right? Sleepwalking. Yes. Sleepwalking through life. Same day after day after day after day, wondering why nothing changes. Well, nothing changes if nothing changes. Right. You have to be willing to step out of your comfort zone and change. And you have to be willing to fail, which that's something that I learned. Like, and I'm Mm -hmm. working on because as a, you know, perfectionist, as a, someone who prides herself on, doing well and doing things correctly to fail, right? Like that is so (laughs) scary. So that for me was a fear that I have to learn to say, okay, right? Like it helped me getting through school. It helped me getting through law school and all those things being really conscious and conscientious and being a perfectionist really helped me as a student, but it doesn't help you necessarily in life. It can actually hinder you because if you're always worried about having it be right or having it be perfect, you may never actually do it. I think you are my soul sister. It sounds like it. <laughs> <laughs> I know. Everything you're saying, it just is, yep, I totally am in agreement. So it's so fun to get to know you. If you are here today, there's a really good chance that you're navigating a challenging path through divorce. I want you to know that I'm here for you and I want to empower you with a time-saving, affordable, comprehensive option. That's why I created my online courses. The first course that I created is the Online Parenting Plan Blueprint. It is a DIY course that gives you a parenting plan that is comprehensive 
which is going to help you set boundaries and assist you in working well together. And we don't want to fight it out in court, avoid the conflict, establish a clear framework for your communication, set up the scheduling, and stay child-centered. If you are going through a Minnesota divorce and it seems really complex, let me hold your hand through those legal complexities and help you craft the paperwork you need to file for divorce in Minnesota. My courses are affordable and time-saving alternatives. So remember, there's no need for a lengthy court battle. Empower yourself with these courses. Enroll today and transform your experience. Visit lisakoski.com, enroll in my online courses and take control of your divorce journey. You will save on legal fees and embrace a more empowered future. Remember, the DIY courses on lisakoski.com are educational resources only and not a substitute for legal advice. All right, as you know, when we're winding down the podcast, we come to the saddle up segment where I ask for a piece of advice or something that the listeners can do. And it often is something that you've already talked about, but just something that will help them moving forward. You have something? Yeah. So, you know, what we talked about regulating the nervous system is really so important. What I really want your listeners to remember is that divorce is painful and pain is inevitable, but suffering is optional. Powerful, powerful quote. You're going to see that in my Instagram post. Okay, Sherry. So now how can people find you? We're going to have all your connections in the show notes, but how can they find you? They can find me at my website, potomaccoaching.com, or they can email me, Sherry at potomaccoaching.com. I am on Instagram at your divorce coach. You can find me on Facebook, just by my personal profile. I have a um, Facebook group. And if your listeners want, they can subscribe to my happiness hits, which is a weekly dose of happiness that I send out because everyone deserves a weekly dose of happiness. I love that. Listeners, go check that out. If you don't do anything else, we all do need that. So thank you. I appreciate your time. I'm so thankful that I got to know you. I'm thankful to know there's another woman out there like me doing what I do. So I really want to stay connected to you. Thank you. All right. It's been a pleasure. Thank you. Take care. Thank you for listening to the Doing Divorce Different podcast. Connect with us at lisakoski.com and sign up for our newsletter.